0: Hello everyone! Nathan and I met recently to answer some listener questions we received, and while this isn't necessarily a plot-based episode of The Storage Papers, it sure felt good to hit the record button again and have a conversation about the show, which is currently between seasons. That said, our discussion was quite lengthy and we received some very interesting questions. If you're new here, you should know that we are recording this between seasons four and five and you may get some spoilerish information if you're not caught up with the show. Consider yourself warned. Also, if you're listening to this on the free feed, it will be part one of two. I'll have the second half of our chat posted in a couple weeks. However, if you're one of our curators listening to this on Patreon, you're getting the whole shebang in one single drop, ad-free. So without further ado, here we go. Thank you for joining me, Nathan. Pleasure as always. I think it was your idea for us to do this. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I'm trying to remember how this came about. I think you suggested it in our Discord, on our private Discord, just for the creators, which is just you and me now. Yeah, I think so. But I like the idea. And we got questions. Uh, It's funny because I posted um, on Discord. I posted on Facebook. I posted on Patreon. Where else? I think I posted to Twitter too, but Twitter's a dumpster fire right now, so I wasn't expecting much. All of our questions came from the Discord, and I was actually recording, like I I documented where the source came from. Everything says Discord. So thanks, Discord peoples, for all the all your fabulous questions here that we're gonna try to answer to the best of our ability. So I I suppose we should just jump in. I'm gonna read the first question. Uh, First one comes from Drugstore Cowboy on Discord. He says, behind the scenes and how to get started on a podcast is what uh, Drugstore Cowboy wants to know about. Uh, With interest in the Magnus archives, the storage papers, willing and fable for inspiration, good spooky stories, essentially. So I know Nathan here is part of the Audio Drama Lab team. I'm in the server. I don't know... What role I've taken on yet, if any, probably not much, but I don't know. I think this is a good one for you to start with, Nathan. Not putting you on the spot <laughs> or anything.
1: Um, well, I think we can... I'm not sure exactly what might be looking for behind the scenes. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more with some of these other questions. But uh, for how to get started, I mean, the I think the first thing is to... Just do it. <laughs> you know, don't don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Um, work on your story. Uh, develop a story. If you need help, like uh, Jeremy mentioned, with the audio drama lab, audio drama lab server, uh, that's hopefully helpful to people <laughs> to get started and learn how to how to build a story and everything from idea to actually hitting publish. That's a, uh, there's a lot to talk about there. So I don't know how, how deep we want to get into that, but yeah, start with, um, a story, outline your story. That's the, for me, that's the easiest way to make sure that you actually finish it. Then start writing it, rewriting, um, uh, then, you know, if that's yeah, your story. yeah. Um, And then uh, either record it yourself or find some friends or some people willing to work within your budget, whether that's a million dollars or no dollars, and uh, start recording, editing, mixing, and publishing.
0: Yeah. I can tell you how I got started on this podcast. And granted, I had some podcasting experience uh, prior to this on like interview-based shows, but but nothing like audio drama with sound effects or anything like that. But um, essentially, just like Nathan said, I, I had a collection of short stories uh, that I had been writing just for fun. And and I think at one point I heard I started listening to the black tapes and I really enjoyed that style of storytelling. And that's kind of what prompted me to to create a podcast out of it. And I thought to myself, how much cooler would it be if you had sound effects and and things like that? Um, Now, I will warn you, that is not everyone's cup of tea. A a lot of people have said they don't like those noises. They feel like that's distracting from the story. But then you have your other uh, polarity that says, yes, uh, we enjoy that. It's immersive. So uh, personal preference, I think, and however you want to do it. But Ultimately, yeah, I had a story. I started narrating it, and then I started playing around with adding things in. And uh, I had a recent discussion on Discord with uh, with Lily over there about, you know, how in, in the beginning, I, I think you'll you'll probably notice if you go back and listen to any of season one that the sound effects are they're not balanced very well. Some of them are like way too loud compared to the dialogue, and that's just lack of experience with that thing. I, I think we're getting better at that. We have some standards that we're we're adopting. Um, But yeah, a lot of this stuff, like the recording, the editing, um, making your voice sound better, making, making your, uh, I don't know, just your, your, your effects come in at the right time, like the timing of things and and how loud to get all that stuff is just accomplished by experience and then just trying things out. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that rut of like, I want it to be perfect. You know, right off the bat, it's not going to be, so just start you'll you'll get there i mean i don't think our show's perfect now but there's a lot of shows out there too that are that are not perfect um but still quite enjoyable so so get your content out there
1: sorry one one quick thing i wanted to add since uh they had mentioned the magnus archives as uh something that they were interested in um i think it was on a stream a bit ago where uh, alex from the Magnus archives uh, and Rusty Quill had mentioned how um, he set himself on fire briefly because he made a, uh, we'll call it a rookie mistake for lack of better words, um, by running um, phantom power, which is just some extra power from your uh, audio interface into a dynamic mic, which is not supposed to get phantom power Uh, So even these podcasts that, uh, you know, they're like huge in the indie audio drama sphere. um, Even they still make mistakes and learn from them. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. But what's cool is like, you keep learning. Like I'm still learning new stuff. There's, you know, you, you network with people. Um, The the audio drama lab is is a cool spot for that because there's people with greater experience and expertise than me. And there's also new people who've never done any of this before out there. So there's, there's, it's a spectrum. I think for behind the scenes stuff, I don't know quite what to talk about. You know, on Patreon, we've got a bunch of behind the scenes stuff, but uh I, I think going into season five here, I will just say we've, we've outlined the entire season. We have, uh, a plot we have um some bullet point uh things that are happening that we still have to write about uh, we're very early in the writing process but i honestly i've been focused on trying to uh find any place to live my rent's going up another 10% here and that's putting it in an extremely uncomfortable level in, unless i get some uh some other form of income so until I get my living situation figured out, I'm probably going to be writing not as often as I'd like to, but but I'm chipping away at it. Um, what else should we say about season five, Nathan? Hmm. That's a good question. Things are gonna, <laughs> yeah. Thing things aren't going to be as expected, I'd say. What I love about this is like every time I think somebody's going to expect something, nobody expects it. So. <laughs> I think that's a frame of mind adjustment. Um, all right. I guess we've answered that for now. We, like like Nathan said, we'll have some more behind the scenes content uh, with some specific questions coming up here. Uh, let's move on to Autumn Evergreen's question. What are the characters' favorite foods? That's a tough one. I think for Jeremy, it's probably, I don't know, Pizza. That's one of those things you order when you're working long hours into the night on your your hobby, and you don't have any sort of time to cook for yourself or eat healthily.
1: And as a bonus, it generally <laughs> leaves your hands fairly clean, so it, it's easy to take a bite and then go back into what you're doing, depending on the style of pizza, I guess. Some are greasier than others.
0: yeah. I don't know. Every pizza I've eaten, maybe it's a west coast thing. It's greasy as hell. <laughs> Let's see who else is there. Do you what do you think Mark Anderson's favorite food is?
1: I I feel like it's just that that stereotype of you know, cops sitting around the the office working long hours and having Chinese takeout.
0: Um I thought you were going to say donuts.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: Uh, that's a stereotype. That, that
1: also is a stereotype. I'm I'm thinking more like uh, what you see in like the you know TV shows. The will be sitting around just you know late night. It's the same kind of thing with pizza, you know, just working long hours. Something yeah. you can scarf down quick. That's always available for delivery.
0: Yeah, I think that for Ron, it's probably got to be something similar, and we'll say um, burritos. Mexican food takeout. You know, he's he's spent a lot of time in Tijuana. He knows what good Mexican food, food uh, tastes like and who knows what he's doing in his spare time. He's he's kind of mysterious. I picture him sitting in a a a, a parking lot that's all dark, just scarfing down Mexican food, <laughs> <laughs> contemplating what his next move is. How am I going to screw with Jeremy today is what he's thinking. <laughs>
1: Um, let's see. So Brianne's an easy one. Her favorite food is obviously coffee.
0: Um, yeah. well, well, I mean, you can live on coffee, but when she actually eats a meal. Yeah. Coffee. What's your wife's favorite meal? Um, that re- for anyone who doesn't know, Nathan's wife, Amanda plays, uh, Brienne on the show.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that really depends, um, say right well it's it's she goes through kicks where she's like i need to eat this all the time and then she's sick of it for forever right now she's been working through some shepherd's pie but she told me i need to make some sesame noodles soon so probably that that's probably her her favorite um at least that i make
0: (laughs) yum i'm gonna get hungry (laughs) yeah right um what about Malcolm?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that's that's a weird one. Uh
0: so he's had prison food. We know this. Probably not his favorite.
1: I feel I'm like... thinking
0: be- because of how crappy prison food probably is. I wouldn't know. I've never been to prison, but I've heard stories. Um he probably likes something pretty extravagant.
1: You know it's funny. I he's was going to go the opposite way. Really? Yeah, I was I was almost like thinking like for him maybe I don't know, I could I guess I could see it either way. I could see it, him thinking food is like a distraction almost and just something bland like just rice or something. Um or I could see him Self-deprecating meals. Yeah. Yeah, but then I could also I could also on the flip side see maybe uh maybe he does enjoy like fine dining kind of
0: meals the better things in life
1: yeah something that uh has always been out of his grasp for so much
0: of his life maybe like steak and lobster yeah or i don't know some some kind of fancy food that you can't even pronounce
1: (laughs) something french i I don't
0: know (laughs) right I see him sitting there with a filet mignon and a glass of Merlot.
1: I mean, wines. I feel like wine's a given for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a wine guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> against wine people. It's not my thing. <laughs> but, it, but he's got that, that vibe. <laughs>
1: it definitely does.
0: Who else? Who are we missing? It's um, kind of our main people.
1: Yeah, I've, I don't think the any of the others we probably met enough to really have a good idea. Yeah, of, I mean, I think that's everyone who who's actually been voiced, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's a question we can come back to in later seasons after you all hear new voices. Oh, we'll see.
1: Joseph Foy.
0: Joseph Foy, we've we've voiced him. I see him as a biscuits and gravy type of guy. Any meal, <laughs> biscuits and gravy. He just—he's—he's he's like the the elderly guy that goes to Golden Corral, and just—I mean, he'll eat anything there, but he likes biscuits and gravy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Food, not a I don't not exactly a, a connoisseur, just uh, something hearty.
0: Exactly. <laughs> He he appreciates something that someone else cooks. Yeah. Now, now, I can't believe I forgot we voiced him. I remember. Now, now I'm thinking, like, who else did we voice that I can't remember now? We we almost did Patel, but we didn't voice Dr. Patel. I don't think we know her enough to know her favorite food. She's clandestine in nature.
1: Yeah, I don't think dead, she would so. let anyone else catch her eating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're good for the food one. Um, Let's move on. Our next question comes from Icarus. Uh, What are the characters' things they do that annoys the crap out of everyone else? (laughs) All right. I want to talk about Ron because I feel like I wrote him to be kind of annoying. He annoys me anyways. Um, So Ron gives vague answers that don't really provide any information so if you were to approach ron and say what are you doing this weekend he'd say something like i'm gonna traverse the abyss
1: and then he disappear and for weeks at a time
0: (laughs) and he'd come back with a hangover (laughs) Uh, plus he's he's kind of a dick too right i mean he doesn't tell anybody anything he expects everyone to be supportive um I think he just withholds information. Everyone's annoyed with him by this point. Let's see. What does Jeremy do that's that annoys everybody? <laughs> what doesn't Besides. he do that annoys <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Provokes demons probably- constantly asks for permission to record after
0: already recording. Um yep. and wonders why he's having trouble sleeping. <laughs> why is it happening to me
1: <laughs> yeah i think uh those two things are just probably top of the top of the list probably yeah um i'm sure he's gotten i feel like a lot probably gets on anderson's nerves but i, I feel like he's gotten on anderson's nerves a lot for just doing in like from anderson's perspective at least uh An amateur job in investigating things, at least compared to Ron, what he was used to probably.
0: Yeah. He misses his partner. Yeah. Um, As far as Anderson's annoying things, (laughs) I I honestly, I can't see him doing much that's annoying. He's just very calculated. Yeah.
1: And I think that's... I wouldn't call him cold even, just calculated. I think that's why he doesn't annoy people is because he he understands people or he can read people well enough that uh, his responses are always measured in a way that they aren't going to annoy people.
0: Right. And he doesn't fuck around either. Like he asks you a question when it's necessary. He speaks when necessary. And when you ask him to do something, he does it. He's just a no nonsense kind of guy. Yep. Now, if any of our characters were fun, they might find that annoying, but I don't think that's the case maybe uh, Malcolm Malcolm's yeah, probably I was going to say Malcolm probably time. gets
1: on his nerves <laughs> What doesn't Let's get see. on malcolm's nerves though all right okay well that wasn't the question though what 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 do what, what did the
0: characters do, do? yeah um, Malcolm, I think just I think Malcolm's kind of he's full of himself a little bit he's always he's never bit. satisfied in the moment he's always wanting something more he's kind of whiny sometimes
1: but in a very not self-aware way doesn't he doesn't register that anything he is complaining about is something that everybody wouldn't complain about it's It's just self-absorbed.
0: I think everyone knows Brianne just doesn't take care of herself like she should. Yeah. Like everyone's concerned about her well-being and she's just like chain smoking and, uh, you know, also just drinking coffee and doesn't sleep much. And it's typical nurse, right? Just always concerned about everybody else and has a great heart, but never takes care of herself and people don't like seeing that.
1: I guess that's probably as good as an answer as you're going to get. I don't feel like, uh, she truly annoys other people.
0: Yeah. 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 Good enough. I like it. (laughs) Maybe maybe we can throw some annoying things in next season. (laughs) Maybe she picks her nose. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know um, <laughs> Episode 2 <laughs>
1: Is that a booger?
0: <laughs> you thought it was a booger But it's not uh, oh. Ah <laughs> uh, Alright Next question also from Icarus What are the character's Favorite animals? I have no idea how to answer this I'm going to say aardvark for Ron Um <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> aardvark
1: I I feel like Ron would be some kind of dog. Really? Something that can alert him if there's an intruder while he's sleeping.
0: Okay. I still say Ardvark. <laughs> he's a weird. He's a weird dude. You know. Maybe. Let's see. Jeremy's would be. I think Jeremy's would probably be more of a dog like an old dog like a rescue or something that's got like all sorts of medical problems (laughs) but he feels like he gets him.
1: (laughs) I think Brianne Brianne strikes me as a cat person because they were they're very low maintenance so while she is working long hours and stuff you know, don't have to worry too much about it.
0: Yeah. I also think she, she probably pulls a lot of overtime. Yeah. And doesn't keep her house in like tidy order. There's probably cat piss everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Malcolm. That's a Well, we know one. he had a cat. He also had a dog.
1: wait, Was it a dog?
0: It was a dog. You wrote the episode. No, no, that was... (laughs) Oh, was it Cody? Yeah, that was was Cody Cody. that wrote that one. All right. It was a dog, though. Um,
1: Bagel, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: See, I remember that at least.
0: Yeah, you got it. Um, I would see him as more of a, like, again, eccentric pet. Like, he's probably one of those people that owns, like, uh, something like exotic like a an yeah or like he's got emus in his backyard or <laughs> um, I don't know, like uh, peacocks and ferrets running around or something I don't know
1: I think I think ferrets would like smell too much for him maybe he's, he seems like a guy yeah. who'd be sensitive to that kind of thing
0: right what are those um he probably has one of those uh like a big cat of some kind. Not a bobcat, but there's you ever see those um on TikTok and Instagram stories, there's these like really cool looking like it's larger than a house cat, smaller than a leopard. They've got some uh pretty cool like like pointy ears. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what they're called.
1: That's gonna bug me, I do know, somewhere in my brain. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, but they have sp- like a spotted coat and really yeah. cool-looking animal. But he probably trains it well, and it would attack you if you did anything to him. If it was around,
1: this is really Anderson, bother me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to it. You'll think of it as soon as we stop talking about it. Anderson probably has a, a parrot that repeats <laughs> everything he says. <laughs> And he probably gets annoyed at the things he says, hearing it back uh spout spouted back to him from his parrot. You're still in thought about what that's called, aren't you?
1: <laughs> I'm still stuck. You're on trying it. too hard. I feel like it starts with an S. I might just have to be satisfied with that for now. Yeah. Um, who let, else? Let
0: it go, man. Let it go. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> oh, Joseph.
0: Joseph's hmm. probably got a uh a, a little uh French bulldog. Think so. A tiny one. The run to the litter.
1: Either that or I could see him having one of those uh what are those little monkeys? The the organ grinder monkeys?
0: Organ grinder.
1: Yeah, the the little the little monkeys that like jump on your shoulder and you know play the
0: Oh, like the one in um Outbreak. Is that what you're talking Maybe. about? <laughs> a little tiny, just say a tiny monkey. We yeah, tiny monkey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Joseph's got a tiny monkey. It wears a diaper and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. I'm uh, going to move on. I'm going to move okay. on. Uh, Detective C on Discord says, what was your favorite part to record? That's a tough one. I feel like recording Jeremy's character is is kind of mundane almost. It's it's not that I don't like doing it. But he's kind of dry, you know? He just he just reads the statements.
1: I will say, so I don't know if this will be your answer, but I will say that uh you know there is at least a hint of emotion starting to seep through at the end of
0: the yes. season.
1: Finale. that was
0: fun because i did several takes of that i tried to like make myself actually cry and i did a little bit and i'm not used to doing that like i never cry you know i, <laughs> I lost my dad a couple years back didn't cry you know <laughs> so like actually acting and like you know trying to put emotion into something it was difficult but i feel like i pulled it off it was almost therapeutic i actually felt really cool after it should figure out how to do that more. (laughs) So for at least for that character, Jeremy crying
1: all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading this. Oh my God. Um, I think my favorite part was probably, uh, Malcolm's first appearance. Mm Um, because I'd been like trying to workshop that character, his voice and everything. So it was it was nice to have that payoff of actually having that you know, portrayed. Yeah.
0: I love watching your videos of you <laughs> reading his character cuz you get this like little your head tilts like you're going to bite a taco or something. And <laughs> and then you then you have this like voice that comes out of you. It's pretty cool. You, you really get like, in the character.
1: Like Going in like he's wanting to whisper this into the person's ear, like "Hello, Jeremy."
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one. I I figured you'd have you you had fun recording uh, Malcolm more so than Anderson.
1: Yeah, Anderson's I, I very feel. Stern. Yeah, Anderson's kind of boring. I almost re- I almost regret doing his voice the way I did it. Uh, just because it is kind of boring, but it just oh, makes sense.
0: Just kill him off. We'll just kill him <laughs> off, and then we'll we'll have somebody else come in and replace him, and you can you can have fun.
1: <laughs> Here's uh, Detective Anderson's replacement. Hi, guys.
0: <laughs> Anderson is gonna die. Season All right. Five so, spoilers. But I think for me, the, mo- the most fun. Is in all the effects after, like, you know, the the post post production stuff where you're 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 adding all the sound effects and trying to figure out which effect is the right effect. It's tedious, but it's a lot of fun um, outside of the recording. Yeah, I'm gonna move on to the next one here. Gem, that's G E M on Discord. This is a big one. It says we know that Jeremy was somewhat part of his part of this lore, but more than being the storyteller. And in parentheses, loss of memory, parents, etc. We also saw the paper somewhat destroying his marriage, but now it tarnished the idea of normalcy in any way. Did you guys have a hyperfixation that nearly ruined your life? There's multiple questions here, so I'm going to pause there. Did okay, so a hyperfixation that nearly ruined my life. I don't, I don't think I have. I've got some things like some. I don't know, maybe hobbies that maybe my wife wish I did less of, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think it's nearly at that level. I, I will. Oh, you know what? I should bring this up because I I've done paranormal investigations. I've I've. I think the the one thing that kind of freaked my wife out about that was she's like constantly concerned that I'm going to bring stuff home, and you know within I think a couple days of one of those. She ended up getting like, scratched in the middle of the night. Now, was it my toenails scratching her? Was it her own stuff scratching her? Who knows? But that was a concern of her. She, she requested that I not, uh, or take precautions to not bring anything home. I don't know what precautions you take other than telling the ghosts, please don't follow me home. <laughs> but nothing that ruined my uh, idea of normalcy. Sorry, my dog just walked in. Dog, I'm <laughs> recording. I'm going to keep that in so you can know the dog just wants some attention, wants some scratches. Yeah.
1: I guess, uh, so thinking about this, uh, I, like you, I have, have and have had a lot of hobbies that uh, I think uh, have, has had some sort of annoyance on those around me because of uh either noise or just so much collected junk. <laughs> yeah. Um I'll say that this is this is kind of a a weird one to say probably, but I'll I'll clarify it in a second. So uh, I'll say uh uh hyperfixation that nearly ruined my life would probably for me be religion. Um And that's taking it way more serious. But um, because of how I grew up, there was a lot of uh, very, very heavily focused on religion. And for me, it got to a point where it was a hyper fixation. And there was a lot of parts of my life that I should have tended to, like my mental health that I did not. Um, For some people, religion's great. And I'm not going to knock anyone's religion. Um, or their, you know, whatever beliefs they have. For me, it was not, and uh, that that was a problem for me. So that would be my answer.
0: Can you hear me still?
1: Yeah, I can. I thought you. I thought I lost you again.
0: Um, anyways, sorry. It sounds like you answered that, and I'll have to wait <laughs> to the playback in order to hear the answer. All right. So that was the hyperfixation part. Then. Jim asks, how did it feel to break that thin barrier you created between family of Jeremy and the papers? I'm trying to understand the question, I guess.
1: Well, I, I think that was always kind of
0: the long-term goal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I was very intentional about drawing some parallels, but then also very intentional about having some things that were very different. So... I don't know. Yeah. It was intentional, I guess, for the most part. Does that answer the question? Well, okay.
1: So wait, I think, I think we might be understanding it differently. So are you, when, are you talking about your like real life family or are you talking about the character Jeremy's family?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying is there's some parallels between both. Okay. Right. You know, some, some very stark differences, but, you know, I identify with a lot of of what the characters doing. I might not necessarily choose to make the same decisions, and I've I've changed some elements of the family around. I hope that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I I uh I was just talking about the the character of Jamie Jeremy's family that that thin barrier between his family and the papers.
0: Gotcha. Or the family's starting to be affected by everything.
1: Yeah. And and I guess that was the second part of that question, dude, to not only to have not only Jeremy, but other members of his family put in danger.
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of what it's been leading up to. There's always that that thought, whether or not it's been stated, it's been kind of in the back of the character's mind. And, you know, he cares about his family a lot and doesn't necessarily want to have them negatively influenced but now he's kind of fucked right i mean (laughs) it's uh it's happened yeah yeah i i cuss a lot don't i i don't know okay i think i've said (laughs) i've dropped two f-bombs i think maybe i don't know Um, that was the first one i noticed (laughs) side note um my my kids uh got asked who cu- who cusses most, your mom or your dad? They both said me. But <laughs> my wife and I think it's my wife. We both agree it's my wife. How does that happen? <laughs> I don't
1: think there would be any sort of contention in uh, my household. I think we all know um, Amanda swears a lot more than me.
0: And that's okay. Yeah. You know, there's there's criticism for people who swear saying, you know they you're just not intelligent enough to find the right words but i think swearing is actually a form of um therapy stress relief yeah you know i mean there've been studies off, on that yeah if you're pissed off just letting letting a good f drop bop, drop is is i don't know i feel better <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not I, I'm not considering myself a rocket scientist, but I'm not uneducated. You know. I don't have to use those words. I choose to.
1: <laughs> I think it, it I mean it's how many other words do we have that are our go to words? And even even people who say that tend to have their own go to words in place of where people would normally swear. So I I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy that argument.
0: <laughs> I don't either. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone that was the first half of our q a session like i said at the beginning this entire thing went live on patreon about a week ago in its entirety so if you don't want to wait for the second half of our chat and want to listen without ads head over to patreon.com grinnermedia to check out our tiers with rewards there otherwise i'll be back in two weeks to post the rest of our discussion thanks for listening and hanging in there between seasons